Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is uh, Katie's husband, Mr. Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? How was, uh, how was your little weekend, long weekend break? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I still had to work on Friday, so I oh, didn't have... Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, retail don't stop. Yeah, that's true. How, I, uh, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. I actually had all last week off. Um, a little, uh, a little. I'm sorry from the company. Uh, so I had all, <laughs> I had all the last week off. Um, it was a little unfortunate. My my grandma passed away last week, so it was. Uh, oh damn! Not sorry, as, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it was not as fun filled as as we would have liked uh, a week off to be, but um, it was a. Uh, she had been fighting for a long time, so uh, we're just happy she's at peace. Um, okay. But we still got to spend it with family. Um, not uh, Obviously, we were socially distanced and wearing masks the whole time, so it was a little bit different than, than normal. Right. But at least we did get to, to see some people in person. Um, so so that was nice. Other than now, uh, today we have a ton of work before we go back on Christmas vacation in three weeks from right now. So Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a, a race to the finish for us. Right. Well, uh, last week was also Thanksgiving. Did you guys do anything new, exciting, different? No, we uh, we just hung out with uh, with Katie's parents. Um, it was it was not uh, not super exciting. We went up to our cottage just because it's closer to uh, to my up north family. But then other right. than that, we just hung out with Katie's parents and and did a little small four person or I guess five person four and a half if you think Ben. Um, <laughs> little small thanksgiving and uh and and in our little cottage that was nice how about you guys what'd you do um so we actually kayla's parents came over and kayla's mom watches cora once or twice a week so Mm -hmm. uh we're with kayla's parents and have been since kind of everything started back in march and uh so they came over and kayla's brother and his fiance and their son came over as well so we just had you know our typical thanksgiving dinner you know the huge turkey potato stuffing salad all nice. all that stuff who did the cooking uh kayla's dad uh joe deep fries a turkey every year so ooh, no yeah. no so, accidents right no house burning down no no he does it outside in his driveway <laughs> like at i don't know probably 10 a.m because i think it takes well probably not that early but still uh, it takes about an hour to, to fry the thing, so. That's nuts. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of Kayla, Kayla's dad and, uh, and well, Katie's dad, too, if you saw our posts, um, we have two very, very special guests on our podcast today, and they are our better halves uh, and, well, and our children because they didn't go to sleep before the pod- podcast <laughs> recording. So everybody's on. We have everybody. So uh, please, uh, you know, here. join us in welcoming Kayla and Katie. That's going to be tough to say five times fast. Kayla and Katie onto the podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Like a tongue twister. K and K. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but we'll make it work. Yeah, we, uh, we currently... Uh, have our children literally in our arms yeah yeah ben is ben is sitting here uh eating while because he refused <laughs> to go to sleep um 
and Cora's just standing in the camera. I wish everybody like on the podcast recording could see this because she's wearing sunglasses at eight thirty at night on, uh, <laughs> and just rocking it out. So she's she's doing great. She yeah. is. She's a she's a cool baby. <laughs> she literally just put them on her face. <laughs> we've been this, practicing. What can I this, say? This might be one of the most fun episodes that we've done in a long time. Uh, you so, say that now that's until the true. first meltdown, right? It could be me. It could be Cora. You never know. We'll just, you know what? We'll wing it. We'll see whatever happens. <laughs> so we're calling this one the Moms Tell All episode. And uh, it kind of started because Katie was badgering me that I didn't tell the whole story. Uh, or <laughs> I didn't tell her side of the story um, from the birth thing. So we uh, we right? decided a good idea and a fun idea would be to bring you guys on and just kind of let you... Uh, let you have a little bit of free reign to, to give your perspective. I mean, Joe and I have talked for 14 episodes about our perspective and what we see. So, oh, hi, Cora. Let Cora talk. <laughs> Cora usually wants to has a lot to say. So, hope you're so, prepared and ready. <laughs> so, the first thing I just kind of want to jump us right into is, is just uh, tell us what the hardest part about being a mom is. What do, what do Joe and I not know? So much. hardest part about being a mom there is a lot there's so much that you read about and you already are trying to prepare for and then there's so much that you just don't realize until you're in the thick of it I feel like that's the biggest thing is like especially with social media like all of the moms I follow on Instagram make it look so fun and easy I was like wow I can't wait to go like cute little coffee shops and like breastfeed and you know like poopy diapers didn't seem that bad or like I didn't know I was gonna get peed on in the bathtub and you now all that kind of stuff so I feel like I thought it would be a lot easier than it was and I think that was probably the hardest part for sure there's there's so much that you think will be easy and it's not and then there's stuff that's like way easier than you expected and you're like pleasantly surprised and I feel like every kid every birth is different and on top of it, trying to, like, do this whole kid thing, like, during a pandemic was not something I read about in any Parenting 101 book. So oh, yeah, that really that's just, just everybody a trial probably. and right, mm-hmm. trial and error. So there is. There's a lot that's hard. I would say for me, managing my time well, just holding a space mentally for everything that I've got to remember, to do, to take care of, between work, home, taking care of Cora, Joe and I, our families. There's a lot. It, that's just, like, on a trying to function normally, like irregardless of all the extra coronavirus crap that we've got to deal with these days. So just managing time is probably the hardest thing for me, at least still in the first, what, couple years before we're like officially big toddler over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's up and walking and running. I mean, that's she's basically a toddler <laughs> I now. I know. I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> so, so I don't want to speak for you two, but I, Jared and I have kind of talked about it before, you know, like sometimes you just kind of hold your breath just to make sure that they are taking a breath. You know, you just kind of like wait to like make sure that they're still breathing. And I know that that's kind of been, was hard for Jared and I. What was that like kind of the first few months for you two, you know, like putting your baby to sleep, whether they're sleeping in between you or in a bassinet right across the room? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of, it changed over time with me. Like, when Ben was first born, I felt like I didn't know him at all. You know, even though he was with us for nine months, I feel like it took a while to kind of get to know him and get in a groove. And I used to hate bedtime. That was, like, Jared's 
thing at the beginning, you know, like I was with him all day. I was so tired from birth and everything. I just like not deal with the bedtime routine. And now it's like, especially now that he breastfeeds, I we have a closer bond and I appreciate Mm -hmm. the time more. Absolutely. Sleep is like, I think one of the, like the number one topics parents are just like concerned about, have issues with. Um, I feel like it just comes with the territory. I hate to say it's even a rite of passage to like have a kid with sleep problems or just worrying about sleep. I know like we we had Cora in a crib at night by what, three months? Three months is when um, we put her but in But that there. didn't come without a lot of anxiety, even though she was within like <laughs> 10 feet in the room next to us and I had a monitor on and... Every single noise I heard, I would, like, jump out of bed. And, I mean, I remember having nightmares about, like, Cora not being okay, just from moving her a couple feet. So, (laughs) you know, it's, like, it's normal to have all that anxiety at first. And as you, like, get used to it and everybody adjusts, it does get easier in some ways and then harder in others. So, yeah, we're sleep stop. We're actually trying that right now where we're trying to figure out. um, We've tried the crib a couple of times and we said, Mm -hmm. okay, he hit three months actually on Saturday, um, so he's officially three months. And we were like, okay, three months. We're gonna switch over to the crib. So we tried. We got rid of the yeah. bassinet. That was step one. Yes. Yeah. So oh, okay. we were like, that's gone. It'll be so easy. But he's been sleeping. <laughs> he sleeps in our bed, and I sleep on the couch most of the time. Now. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Me too. Me too, Cora. Yeah. Cora had a lot to say about how to remedy I know that. It. I remember we had like a pillow that was like a, a newborn body pillow that kind of cuddled Cora that I think was actually for a car seat, but we kind of used it just in her bassinet to give her a lot more cushioning around her neck and head, keep her stable from rolling over. Um, and we just used that as a transitional object. I know you're not supposed to use um, pillows and cribs. We like broke the cardinal rule. We're terrible. Don't follow us. Like that is not good <laughs> advice. But... It worked for us, and, you know, we monitored her safety, and she's all right. I mean, it worked just to get her into the crib. And we did a lot of naps during the day in the crib and practiced before we, like, officially moved and took away the bassinet. And I think the bassinet stayed up in our room for at least another two weeks after she was in her bed consistently. So it takes a lot of time. Trial and error, you know. You don't have a child who naps during the day, so. That makes it hard. (laughs) It does. Yeah, we've been really, mm-hmm. we've been really trying to, like today he took two little twenty minute naps and both of them were in his crib. So we're like, okay, if we start with that and do you know a cri- you know a crib nap here, a crib nap there, we should be able to work up to to getting him in uh in in his crib overnight. So right, progress. We'll it takes little steps. It does, you know. I know. And you gotta do what works for you because you're gonna get all kinds of unsolicited advice from people that say cry it out or oh, you can't coddle sure. them too much or put them down pick them up you'll hear everything so there's no perfect right or wrong answer you gotta do it just what works for you guys where do you guys stand on the cry it out thing kayla Is that hates something it. you did it like i feel it just viscerally in my body i can't i just couldn't do it and i know it hurt me way more than it did cora because she actually like can put herself down to sleep i just have the anxiety so i make it harder on myself Mm. like i want to cuddle her to sleep and rock her to bed she doesn't need me like she can put herself down but it's just that like crying and and especially when they start saying mom and they're like calling for you from a little dark bedroom it i can't That's hard. That's really hard. One and the same. I can't like if he's crying. Even if he makes one like ah, I like have mm-hmm. to pick him up right away. I can't. 
I just mm-hmm. can't do it. Everyone's like, oh, you can't, like, let them depend on you. But, you know, like, they're teeny little people. They can't. Yeah. Like, we are all they have to depend on. It's yeah. true. There's a fine line between, like, secure attachment and, like, letting them, you know, cry for us and then as parents responding so that you develop that trust with your kid versus, like, creating Stop. a monster out of a kid who's definitely old enough and has the skills or ability to put themselves to sleep. It takes a lot of work. Not anything that te- somebody teaches you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've no. really only been doing it, like, the last maybe week to two weeks, like, just putting her in her crib, like, yeah. as she's, like, almost asleep, mm. and then walking out, and she'll kind of talk herself to sleep, basically. Oh, cute. That is cute. I, uh... Yeah. I, what I've been trying to do with Ben is when I set him down, he'll wake up, obviously, because he doesn't, like, when he goes from being held to on the bed, he'll wake up. Um, and I've been trying to like walk away or just put a pinky in his mouth and walk away and try and let him at right. least that little bit, just a little bit here, a little bit there, try and get him to put himself to sleep. Um, yeah. so just, you know, if we get in the habit early, it'll be easier later on. For sure. It does. I think the earlier you try to start stuff and introduce it and just get them comfortable, we found that it's easier. Some people find the cold turkey methods to things work. Whether it's bottles or bedtime or binkies or you name it, you know, like that they're adjusting to. Um, we've always been in the vein of like we introduce stuff just a little bit ahead of like a normal milestone just to get her to like, I don't know. Experience to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So like we might have tried food a little early just to like see what she did or we introduced a, um, I don't know, like a sippy cup kind of early, but she played with them and at least held it and like got used to what it was so we introduced crib really early at least for us that i thought so practice i think that just helped us that was a good method that worked yeah for sure so my next question that i had is uh what do you miss about life before being a mom obviously being a mom is phenomenal and amazing and nothing ever goes wrong and everything's perfect right so (laughs) true uh is could you dig deep and just find something that you miss about uh before you became a mom um this might be a hot take but there's a lot of i mean obviously i love being a mom i've wanted to be a mom my whole life and i wouldn't trade anything for it but i do i miss life before being a mom and i feel like a lot of people don't feel comfortable saying things like that because there are so many people who want to be parents who don't have that opportunity but like jared and i talk all the time like at our bedtime routine was Jared would come down and play video games and I would have like me time, you know, like I'd have my diffusers going, like my my salt lamp on, I'd get to sit on my phone and decompress like the dog and I got to share the bed. I could do all of my grocery shopping by myself on the weekends, you know, where I could go to the little coffee shop like and take a long time to walk there and I didn't have to worry about being back home. And I I miss doing all of that. It's so different when you have a human to take care of. I feel like especially as a mom, I feel like it's a different responsibility than being a dad. And I feel like I I feel weird leaving him. I feel guilty when I like why am I going to the store and leaving my tiny human I grew with Jared, you know? It's it's a weird thing. It can be. You're I think you hit kind of exactly what I was thinking too. Like it's weird to think about like having all of that free time, like all of that time that I took for granted that I didn't realize was free when you switch just so abruptly when you become a parent that like right after you bring them home, how much of all of your time is taken up and attention is spent on this little person. So it is really weird to think about like, oh, I had time to like read books and watch movies and 
<laughs> exactly. And listen to music or like do things for myself where it's like I'm happy if I get a long enough shower to like complete a full shower for myself. Like did exactly. I wash my hair and condition it? Like did I happen to like <laughs> yeah. do anything aside from just like quick basics? Um yeah, yeah, like shaving is a that. thing of the past in the showers now. There's not time for <laughs> yeah. that. There's most times where I'll be able to shave like half of one leg and yeah. then I'll go another week and hope the other guy gets it. Like, <laughs> it's so gross, but it is. Your time, you just don't realize how much of your time is spent. And not just literal time, but also mental time is spent on them too. Oh, for sure. So time I used to spend researching or reading something for myself is learning about like when teeth are coming in, like when can I introduce what food? Like I'm now spending that little bit of time like planning and prepping and thinking about the next steps for Cora. So exactly. Time. And now that I she eats time. too, you guys have to have food chopped for her, you know, and when you're right. eating food, you have to be like, is this something Cora's going to eat? Do we have, mm-hmm. you know, is this small enough pieces? Oh, we have to get her milk. Like yep. even your, yeah. you know, simple things like meal times are, it's not even, you can't even just sit down and eat your dinner. It's Nope. <laughs> I, th- I think it was a good point you brought up too about the difference between like a mom and a dad, you know, mom and dads. Obviously, like Joe and I want to be, you know, around Ben and Cora all the time, you know, the same, you know, losing free time, but it's different, right? Because we didn't, we didn't grow a child for nine months. You know, there's that little extra connection you guys have because it's, it really is, you guys, you know, spent nine months growing this thing and now you don't ever want to, you know, le- let it out of your sight. Not even that. I just feel like there's like a societal pressure on moms. Yes. Like you are the sole caregiver of your child. And yeah, you know, there's not, it's still like a taboo thing, like stay at home dads. You know, I feel like, mm-hmm. like we are both working moms and we both went to work pretty soon after we had our kids. And I still feel yeah. like that's a complicated thing too. There's, For I feel sure. like a little bit of mom shaming, you know, when it's like you're spending time on your job and you also have a child at home so it's like someone else has to take care of your kid when you are doing your work i think joe and i would be the first yes. volunteer to be stay-at-home dads if we were able to <laughs> it's funny joe and i talked about that like years before having kids like how i i really wanted a career and i really wanted to like work and i couldn't imagine myself being a stay-at-home mom but i wanted to be a parent and joe was like well i'll be a stay-at-home dad and it's just funny, like, once they're here, like, how different life makes you see that. Because now I would, like, give anything to be a stay-at-home mom and make it work. But I love what I do. And I, like, have spent a lot of time developing and building my career. I'm still working through that. So you're right, Katie. It is hard to, like, balance all of that mental load on top of, like, regular life load. And society does kind of train women in general to just take a different amount of that load mentally on than boys do i mean shoot cora's like some of her first birthday presents were like a kitchen set and a baby doll (laughs) you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. trucks or toy guns or um like a firefighter outfit or anything yeah like right so it starts early and there's not a it's that's not a bad thing i think katie and i are getting at like any of that that's just toxic like I don't know, parenting roles that can really infiltrate and make it hard and put a lot of extra pressure on moms that we don't need that um, we already do to ourselves, right? Like mentally, our own mom guilt that we deal with. Like we don't need extra from society, right? (laughs) Exactly. So kind of tugging on the string of like, you guys both went back to work fairly quickly after having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, What what advice would you give? You know, Kayla, you've been doing this for a year. Katie's been doing it for about two months. Um, what advice would you give, you know, moms looking to go back to work, uh, after they have their kids? 
This is a really tough one. Like this one was almost hard for me to answer simply because I mentioned it earlier, like just going back to work as a mom in general is hard, but then doing so with this crazy pandemic happening is like just an extra thick layer of like WTF, like how to deal with. So making decisions about like safe childcare, you know, during a pandemic, like making, you know, ourselves safe if both Joe and I are outside of the home, it's really tough on top of trying to balance like our work life. So I'm gonna say I don't have this one figured out and I don't know that there's a perfect or right answer to it other than you've gotta find your tribe that supports you. You've gotta find the folks that um, you know help you and you've just gotta make the decisions that work best for your family. You know, It's gonna be different for everybody based on what they have available to make it work. But I know um, I'm not the only working mom that's like really stressed and frustrated and exhausted and you know I think about moms like ahead of the game from us even a few years Katie gets it as a teacher trying to like homeschool children while working from home like there's a lot of of parents that are struggling through this like work-life balance and I don't think there is one right now and just like (laughs) we're part of a club that we don't want to be a part of right now exactly I think what you said about finding your tribe is the most important thing I made a mistake and thought being a mom was going to be like one of the easiest things I ever did. So (laughs) Ben was born Saturday. We came home Sunday and I worked Monday morning. You're crazy woman. You're crazy. I know. And I, at the time, even then still, I was like, oh, this is totally fine. You know, I'm sitting there pumping and I'm like on my computer doing all of our like professional development days. And I was like, this is going to be totally a breeze. You know, I've got this. But if we did not have my mom and my sister here, I don't know what we would have or what we would still be doing. My mom comes over at least twice a week, sometimes more. My sister comes over whenever we need her, dragging her two crazy kids over to help (laughs) just because having a newborn and, I mean, both of us working, it's, it's doable, but my gosh, it is not easy. I feel like, like... We both have meetings, you know, and we both want to put all of that time into our work. But then, especially now that we're all home, how can you possibly pick work over, you know, the live child sitting there that needs your attention? It's so complicated. Exactly. Absolutely. Joe mentioned it, I think, in an earlier podcast, like talking about how he used to be able to use that time and his drive home to like separate between work and home. And now it's like... I'll be in a meeting for work and I can hear Cora in the background crying and then in the next second we're like putting in laundry and then a minute later something like this like she starts to cry and needs me so I have to pause the email I'm writing. So there's way less of a separation and like when you start and end work isn't as fluid and it's just so enmeshed and jumbled up that it's really hard to have that separation I think for a lot of parents. So No, I think you're absolutely right. Especially Katie and I we're both working from home right so it's really hard to try and figure out okay i need you to hold ben while i have a call from nine to ten well you you know i have to teach at nine fifteen, so you know one of us has to hold him during the meeting and then we have to get it all figured out you know and, and, and it does help that katie's mom can come over and help us when she can but she's also working right now because it's a pandemic and nobody has any idea what you know what's going to happen next so we're we're trying to figure out the balance of you know, watching kids and, and... Well, and there's the added thing, too, is that, no, like, when is this going to stop? Like, we talk mm-hmm. all the time, like, is Jared working from home permanently? If we're both right. working from home permanently, what do we do? Do we find a more permanent daycare solution, you know? Do mm-hmm. my mom 
did I mean the nicest thing offered to quit her job to take care of Ben like do do we need that do when do we ask that of her you know it's sure so many layers of thing that COVID has added upon mm-hmm. parenting and being new parents yeah it is for sure I mean my mom quit her job during this pandemic and, and retired really she was ready but um yeah became like full-time grandma to help me and my brother out with childcare, just because it's so crazy to try to figure out and I feel really blessed and lucky that I have a job that was very understanding there's a lot of parents there Mm -hmm. I know that's not the case for a lot of other working parents that their jobs were willing to work with them and understand that like their kids come first their families are first um it's really sad and hard because I knew I would not be able to do this without my family or without a really good work family either I don't know how single moms do it. I always thought before Jared and I met, I was like, being a single mom is probably one of the most rewarding things ever. Like, your kid only has you. Like, that's such a special feeling, you know, to be your kid's whole world. You don't have to share any of that love. And then, like, from, like, day one of my pregnancy, I learned that that was very, like, single moms, single working moms are the unsung heroes of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you've got to have that tribe. But yeah, I don't know. There, I don't think there's a balance to this just yet. I think everyone's feeling their way through in the dark to try to get there. Um, and you just take it day by day. Like that's one of my big just <laughs> mantras is you got to take it day by day to get through it. And you're right. It's scary to think about like how long will this crazy pandemic last. And um, it can make you really anxious if you only look at that end date. So just And I feel like we're both in, Kayla, we're both in interesting uh professional fields like to be (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) and raising children at the same time i feel like you know it's one of those like venn diagrams with like our work and life are like so Mm -hmm. interwoven that i feel like that adds an extra layer of confusion because the people you're working with need you and need all your support and so does your family so i think it makes it a little trickier it does. It does. Working as a counselor during a pandemic, it was not something I trained for or ever read in any of my textbooks, that's for sure. But um, absolutely. Like I give a lot of energy and time to them during the day in my sessions and then to my family. So to try to find a little ounce somewhere in that 24-hour period for myself, even five minutes is tough, but you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we can all take away is, you know, we're all in this together right now. It's not... Uh... Yes. You know, it's not an isolated incident. Everybody is all, we're all in this together trying to figure out, you know, what to do and where to go. So We're all in this Yeah. Together. Okay, please don't. I was trying to avoid, <laughs> I was trying to avoid the High School Musical reference. I so. think we've already had one High School Musical <laughs> oh, no. conversation well, now on High School this podcast. Musical, it's canon. It's canon in the podcast now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, please, no. Please <laughs> change Add it the in lore. the description. Change the lore. Put it somewhere else. Please, no High School <laughs> no. Musical. Oh, that could have been our, our first dance song, Breaking Free. Yeah, it wasn't off the table. <laughs> it was very far off the table in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> ben is being so good. I know. I think Cora's he, just like... He's obsessed with screens. Oh, he'll, we'll pay for this later, letting him oh, stare yeah. at us. <laughs> so he, um, I think we were talking about this last episode, but he loves football. I don't know why, yeah. but he loves watching TV in general, but especially when football's on TV. I think it's because they're the, it moves so fast, and there's the solid green background. And so colors, it's yeah, lots of colors. On, yeah, yeah. Right. 
But he, if there's a football game on and you turn him around, I swear he'll just sit and watch the whole thing. Top see, to and bottom. that's another parenting thing. When I was pregnant and before I was pregnant, I'd see other parents like letting their kids watch TV. Bless, Bless you, you, Ben. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, as a teacher, I know how developmentally, you know, that's not the best thing to do for your kids is just like give them screen time. And then now, like when he stares at it and he's quiet for five minutes, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you do you pick your battles it's crazy all the things you say i'd never as a parent because those are all the things that come back to haunt you later and you realize oh for sure oh, shit this is a lot harder than i thought but you do you figure out what works you've got to <laughs> yeah yeah for sure survival so the last question i have for you guys um and this is this is really where the moms tell all. You just lay it all out for Joe and I. Uh, what can Joe and I do as as husbands and partners uh, and dads? What can we do to be better partners in parenting? What can you know? What can we do to be better parenting partners for for you guys and and for the kids? The first thing that I thought of when you asked me this was the I don't know just disparity of how dads are not given the same amount of time for paternity leave and it's like a normal cultural thing and I know a lot of moms and working moms really try to push for like longer more equal paternity leave parent partner leave you name it and it's just not a thing it's wild to me that dads get like three days off and then you're right back in the game even though I know a lot more dads these days are up helping trying to pull their fair share and you're just as exhausted so it takes um, dads to push back on that, I think, and to ask for time off. I think as parents, it would not only just behoove you, but your family to get that bonding time that really, really matters to set in that attachment early, early on when you bring home those little guys. So and that that's would one take thing so I much think pressure really off of the moms, you know, like that's part of yes. the thing is that like the dads are expected to go back to work immediately and then right. you're expected to continue to leave your job and like take care of your tiny human. Like, that just yeah. adds to that. Well, never mind, yeah, that, like, moms usually are healing, even with a, like, healthy, happy, quick, yeah. easy birth, if that's even a thing, right? Exactly. Um, you're still healing up. Like, you're still trying to, like, get your body back to a, a working state, and you're asking a lot of it. And even moms who have dealt with a traumatic birth or have a lot more healing to do physically, um, to have only three days of the, someone there is tough. I know so many my, of my family or friends that have had kids during this pandemic, like they can't ask family to come over to help. So it's like three days of dad and then it's just all them. And, you know, they're still bleeding or they're still, yeah. they have sutures or. So asking as dads, I think would be great to like advocate for yourselves and other dads for more of that quality paternity time to help us, but also mm -hmm. for yourselves would be awesome to start doing, pushing for. Yeah, I agree. Uh, actually, when I was starting, when I was starting my my most recent job, uh, Katie was pregnant already, and they, <laughs> and they didn't offer uh, they didn't offer any paternity leave. It's not a it's not a standard offer, um, and I actually had to negotiate extra negotiate extra PTO into my contract because I was like I I'm gonna need days off, and I just don't have enough to do. Um, and they gave me. You know, five days. They gave me five days, so which is more generous than some people get. Yeah, but for still, sure. I was like five days. Yeah, I got one business week, one business week to, to stay home <laughs> right. with my son, and then I was yeah. back at it. That's just. Uh, I'm we hearing actually... more and more. I do have hope. Like, there's some there's some good companies out there that give mm -hmm. time, but you're right, Jared. Like that, 
use up your PTO and save up whatever you've got is really common. Well, okay. even so like Jared had, so they gave him five days of paternity leave and I was like, okay, but then, so you're expected to take the short, like you get what, 15 days a year and you're yeah. expected to take all of that on your paternity leave. And I was like, what about doctor's appointments? So I have to take all the right. days off for doctor's appointments. What about if Ben is sick? What if I have, you know, who knows what happens? Mm-hmm. We can't ever go on vacations if you have to take all your days off for, you know, yeah. the newborn days. So it's yeah. really unfair. We were actually thinking, you know, one bright spot that came out of this pandemic uh, for us personally is like, we've gotten yeah. to spend all of our time with Ben, right? All three months because, um, I mean, at most I was going in the office two days a week. So, right. you know, yeah. every other moment we've gotten to spend with Ben and a lot of parents don't. I mean, like I, together my, as a family, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. we were saying. Like a lot of families, it's one or the other. My, uh, right. my cousin's husband uh, is like works a lot of nights, mostly yeah. nights. And we were talking to him and he's like, yeah, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with my daughter for, you know, months yeah they just went on a vacation like a family vacation and that was like their first like big consecutive chunk of time as a family of three and she was telling me about that and i was thinking how like we are very privileged that we i mean this pandemic has been horrible don't get me wrong but jared and i have gotten to spend more time together than we have since we met and i got to have someone here to support me through my last few months of pregnancy and and all of the yeah. beginning of Ben so I we got you know we got a little lucky there mm-hmm. absolutely I think I felt a lot of that in the beginning too it was so hard to feel like I'm going back to work I'm leaving my kid with someone else to trust them to take care of her and I'm gonna miss some of those milestones like the first rolling over oh. while I'm at work I'm gonna miss her walking for the first time I'm gonna miss you know first words which was really tough that I felt also privileged, like you guys said, to be home for a lot more of it. I would have never been able to had it not been for being home um, to see a lot of that with Cora. Or at least to know that if that was going to happen, not with me, it was with family. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that that's something that's more normalized um, Mm -hmm. as the pandemic ceases and life returns Mm -hmm. to somewhat normal. I hope that jobs that can be done from home – People yeah. can stay doing that, and I hope that there's a lot more flexibility. Like, if Cora has a cold, you should be able to work from home, and it shouldn't be – you shouldn't have to use a sick day to do that. You should just right. be able to shoot someone an email and be like, hey, I'm not coming in today, and have people be understanding. So yes, I hope that everyone's a little kinder to each other, especially parents. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like – I mean, that was, like, good, like – about paternity and and advocating for our others that or our other not just dads but spouses out there or partners mm-hmm. um but in the current situations in the current moments you know is there anything that we can do better to be better supportive to be better partners to be you know there before you need us basically I think that's such a hard question to answer. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's, like, simple things. Like, obviously, I'd like food prepared for me and water (laughs) at my beck and call. (laughs) I love ice cold water all the time. You know, sustenance so that you can survive, you know. Exactly. Just the simple things. I think just, like, empathizing with that being a mom is different than being a dad and 
the, the pressures that come along with being a mom. And I know a lot of it's like self-imposed pressure, but just having someone who's on your team, no matter what, you know, a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely you've got to have somebody that helps ground you and center you like that and provides that space just to like see like you know this is tough I hear yeah. you I see you validation I think is a lot of that yes exactly yeah no. I know for me um I would say that the thing that I always ask Joe is to like help with that mental load like what I mentioned earlier um it's funny, I sent him this comic earlier that maybe he can link in the, um, <laughs> I don't know, link in the box below, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it talks about mental load and what that is like for a mom, how usually um, we don't ask for help. We try to do it all ourselves. We try to like hold all that space and do too much. So for me, um, I'll be like, let's say I want to just do a simple test, like throw in laundry should take me five seconds to like run downstairs, put in laundry. And if I were to ask Joe to do it, he could do it. But what happens is like on my way there, I see like I trip over a toy. So I pick that up. Um, on top of it, I notice that, um, you know, Cora's out of milk. So I like stop, refill her bottle. Well, and I go to <laughs> finally get to the dirty clothes. I realize there's some already in there. So I've got to restart them and bring it upstairs yeah. and put it away. When I'm bringing it up to put it away, then I notice that, like, the grocery list isn't finished. And when I look at the grocery list, like, it just goes on and on. And we constantly get distracted by more and more. So holding that space for us to help us just maintain everything, whether it's planning, organizing, um, just if you notice something, do it. I know a lot of um, partners that don't also want to be mothers or or parents. Like, they don't want to be the keeper of telling their spouse or their partner to do the things. (laughs) if that makes sense we've had conversations like this similar just I saw like a meme once on Instagram that was like who which parents free time is just free time and which parents free time is doing things that better the household and I that really resonated with me and without even like think like I do enjoy cleaning like I enjoy having a clean house I enjoy having food prepped but like I mean, it's just like you said, like I'm emptying the dishwasher and then I realize that we're out of laundry detergent. So I have to get the laundry right. detergent, you know, and there's things like that. Dishwasher, laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. I'm not it, putting laundry detergent in the dishwasher. God, I hope not. <laughs> you know, it would get clean. It's not the worst thing that a mom would do to like exactly. I know make we need, it worse. I know we need a new dishwasher, but I didn't think it was getting that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. So do we, Jared. It's ridiculous. I fight ours every day. It's a miracle I don't just Hulk smash it and force us to get a new one because Ours just randomly integral. catches on fire. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. Well, ours isn't ours isn't gonna burn down our house or anything. It just uh, doesn't clean at all. <laughs> it so sometimes food gets caught in the trap because it's yeah. like old and clogged but also up. Also, that's and, part like it was an yeah. old dishwasher when we bought the house, and obviously, yeah. like we were about to have been, and we never took it apart and and emptied it and cleaned it and all that. So it, the food will just get backed up, and then it'll hit the heating element, and then all of a sudden our house is smoky. So and as shown by how long it took Jared to do. The bathroom that's still not all the way done. <laughs> it is 99% done. Whatever you say. Oh. No, that's how it goes as a parent, though. Like, stuff yes. you used to do before being a parent, you could, like, crank out in a weekend. But now it's like, yes. cool, I've got a six-month time frame to finish <laughs> exactly. this project. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it as close to just barely done as possible. And six months <laughs> sounds good. Like, I- yeah. I'll take six months for a renovation. <laughs> Well, and honestly, uh, I, I brought this up on another episode of the podcast, but I've never spent so much time staring and doing nothing, right? Yeah. Because y- you just have them in your hands. You're just looking at them. All of a sudden, like an hour goes by and you're like, oh, 
what was I even doing? But it, yeah. it, it takes up time too, right? Like before you had, you know, so much just free time to, to do things like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I have this hour where I'm not doing anything. Let me just go look at dishwashers and maybe pick up a new one, do, yeah. you know, start a project, whatever it is. But, right. you know, you, when you spend so much time, you know, wrapped up in your kid, you just don't realize if somebody mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, what are you spending your free time on? It's like, I mean, kind of nothing, but everything all at the same time, right? Yeah, it's exactly. like the day goes by and you don't, nothing done. Yes. It's so funny you guys mentioned this. So Cora stayed the night at my mom's last night because she was going to be with her grandma today for, you know, daycare while I worked. Mm-hmm. So she spent the night and had an overnight. And Joe had gotten up and left for work before I woke up. And I, for the last year of my life, have woken up to my child, except for one or two days here and there, to mm-hmm. our routine. I get her up, I change her, I feed her, we pack our lunch, you know, oh. get her out the door. Like, we have a routine. And I woke up and did not know what the heck to do with myself. I was like, what do I do next? Do I do I brush my own teeth? Do I make my <laughs> own breakfast and eat it? Like, what is hot coffee? This oh is so gosh. weird. I was frozen. I just laid in bed for 20 minutes just staring, like, with anxiety of, like, <laughs> my whole role is based on this little human's time. Mm-hmm. And I spend so much of it that I didn't know what to do with this, quote, unquote, extra See, and time. it takes them leaving for you. <laughs> realize yeah. that my sister that mm-hmm. she has two kids and that happens to her all the time she'll text me and be like tony took the kids to his mom's what do i do and then right. like the time will have gone by and she'll be like oh i just sat in bed and i i read a book i didn't you know i didn't yeah. make the bed i didn't clean i didn't shower yeah i know all the things that you tell yourself oh if i could just have five minutes to do when you're yes. with them and you're frustrated i know time management man it's the toughest i'd have no problem i'd just play video games all right what do you think joe you think we should wrap this up um i think we should before we go um i wonder should we do a real quick section on your guys's takes on on birth stories or should we do a whole another episode with you two on birth stories i think we should do a whole separate episode i think we should well, do why don't you guys wait and get the reviews in for our episode and see mm. if we have right. fans like or not lose, yeah. if you <laughs> lose all of your listeners because i told of jared i think i have a follow i have a following i put an instagram go, her, poll go a few weeks ago you better go harass all your viewers to, i told jared to i had to like podcast. 30 people vote and was like yes we want to hear you and i was like jared if they don't i'm gonna go and i'm gonna message all of them and be like listen to my episode <laughs> Or else, That's so this funny. is better. This better do some numbers. It, I hope so. You hear that, <laughs> listeners? Tell everybody to go listen to this. It's your legal obligation to go tell everyone to to go listen to this podcast. Yeah, it is. Especially with like like share comment. How good, how good the like share comment. Subscribe. Especially with how yeah, good the subscribe. kids were. Oh my gosh, I know it. You did pretty good, did Cora. Really good, say. Cora. Considering. <laughs> Me too. I love it. I love it. You got it. I think, that, I think that's a good way to uh, to end this thing. Yeah, um, I think so. So thank you. Well, let, let Cora do the the extra. What is it called? Cora, Cora do you want to end this thing? Out. How do you want to? Outro. Outro. No, you're done. She now. wants to take the she wants to take the mic. That's how she wants to end it. Yeah. But uh, thank you both so much for joining us on this conversation. I think Absolutely. that was very good. Um, it, was, it was great. It was very fun. 
uh, we definitely will do a birth story soon. I think that Jared and oh, yeah. I told our sides, the world needs your sides. Ugh. Our sides will be much different, I think, than yeah. yes, it will. <laughs> yours. <laughs> real, real quick, plug your guys' Instagrams. Ours? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I think I, I changed my mind. Oh my gosh. Or, I need my name. My you, name. You guys came on to promote yourselves and didn't even have your Instagram. Uh, oh my goodness. Ready? Well, Kayla, I don't know if she's going to talk yeah. about it or not, but she has sure. her counselor Instagram, and I it's probably one of the most validating things that <laughs> I find every day. I love it. That makes me so happy to hear. That was my purpose. Um, so I have an Instagram. It's Lopez underscore LPC, um, and it's basically just like a little mental health, like personal antics my own little thoughts and rantings about like just supporting and empowering families and parents um, and partners just going through a lot of that tough stuff that comes along with either trying to become a parent, being a parent and growing a family. So yeah, you can follow me over there. Love it. And mine's KK Shemansky, but you can probably just follow Jared's and maybe he'll post pictures of me one day and tag me. I don't know. <laughs> don't bet on it. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Well, I saw you guys just took family photos this weekend. We took some we too, and they're all so cute. I know it's so hard to pick. It is yeah. the uh, Jared or not Jared? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan took our pictures. Yes, our infamous uh, favorite, best cousin friends. She does so much for for this podcast. I tell you what, she's I'm the unsung hero. Yes, she is. You guys got to give her like add her name to the masthead or something. <laughs> We'll have to tag her photography page in this. Yeah, um, for sure. We'll make sure Joe puts it in the the show notes. <laughs> Does she do it as a hobby, or is she like a is it a side biz for her? I think I would like to say, and I want to. I'm sure she'll listen to this, but I want to force her to have it be more of less of a side hustle and more of like a thing because she's so good at it and she's got such a talent and graphic design background that um. Did yeah, she do Jordan your totally does picture of you guys? The your like our picture. logo? Yeah, yeah, our logo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, you have so she many cousins. Is. I just thought you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think you can find Jordan at it's, it's Jordan Sanborn Photography. Um, Booker, man. Let's get yeah. this girl some gigs. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too deep into a rant, uh, go and follow the show. Um, if you are listening wherever you're listening to, remember we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're Everywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. So make sure wherever you are, like us, subscribe, give us a rating, give us five stars. We really appreciate it. I mean, it really just goes a long way on, on promoting the podcast outside of just the people we know. Um, so please make sure you rate and subscribe there. Um, and then follow us on social media at Big Dead Energy Pod, wherever you can get it. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter, and then we are also on Facebook. If you just uh, if you just go and look for Big Dead Energy on Facebook, you'll find us there. So, once again, I just want to say thank you, Kayla and Katie, for coming on and joining us today. Joe, thank you as always. It was a blast. Cora, yes. it was a blast. Is she brushing <laughs> her teeth right now? Yes. She is. <laughs> yes. She's learned how to brush her teeth, so that's all we what do a, these days. What a way to end the episode with brushing our teeth. So, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, click your tongs twice before you use them.
day.